This is the Wisconsin Water News, a production of the University of Wisconsin Sea Grant Program. I'm your host, Marie Zwickoff. Today's episode is Investigating the Fate of PFAS in Green Bay and Lake Michigan. At the end of 2020, the Wisconsin PFAS Action Council released a final report of statewide initiatives regarding per- and polyfluoroalkyl substances, also known as PFAS, with Governor Evers to the public. Representing the entire University of Wisconsin system, Christina Remacall, Associate Professor of Civil and Environmental Engineering at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, is one member of the council composed of representatives from 17 state agencies. The council has been working on the PFAS Action Plan for a year to identify priority actions in response to growing concerns about PFAS and the hazards this class of chemicals pose to human health. The council was put together in 2019 by the governor to ensure Wisconsinites have access to clean, safe drinking water. Remacal brought her research experience with PFAS to the table, including her most recently funded Wisconsin Sea Grant project, where she is investigating the fate of PFAS in Green Bay and Lake Michigan sediments and water for two years. Remacal described how her project is different. Um, You know, we often think about PFAS as a groundwater contaminant, but here we kind of have, I guess, an interesting scientific opportunity to learn about how these chemicals move in surface waters. Her research team is looking in and around the city of Marinette, which has a known PFAS contamination site, and also the Bay of Green Bay. They plan to collect samples out on Lake Michigan next year. Unlike other traditional environmental contaminants such as PCBs, which tend to be found more in sediment, Remacall said PFAS dissolve easily in water and move about more freely. There are thousands of different kinds of PFAS. Their chemical structure determines where they're more likely to travel in the environment. And the ones that are, we call more of a longer chain compound, the ones that are a little bigger, are more likely to be found in the sediment. One mystery Remacall's team is focusing on is why the amounts of PFAS measured in sediment in the field are different than what's been observed in the lab. In the lab, we always try to mimic the environment, but I think these compounds are just, because of their chemical properties, they don't behave very well. And so that's why it's important to make those measurements in the field as well. Remacall recently met with Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources staff members to share what her team has found so far, which is that PFAS concentrations in sediment vary widely. The sites, especially that are like the ditches draining the Tyco facility, have a lot of PFAS in them, which we knew. The amounts that are ending up in the sediment vary a lot. Um, And we're we're finding kind of what we would expect, where we find more of the longer chain compounds in the sediment than the shorter chain compounds, more of the sulfonates and the carboxylates. Like, again, it really depends on the chemistry. The researchers are analyzing the sediments themselves to see if their composition might explain why the PFAS amounts vary. Remacall finds all the public interest in PFAS and her research refreshing and in keeping with Sea Grant expectations to engage stakeholders in research. It's challenging working with these chemicals and, you know, communicating about them because the chemistry is so complex, but it's been, I guess, I don't know, rewarding to be able to have people so interested in what we're doing. That's it for this episode of Wisconsin Water News, just one of the ways that Wisconsin Sea Grant promotes the sustainable use of Great Lakes resources through research, education, and outreach. Listen and subscribe to us through Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play, or at seagrant.wisc.edu.
www.edu. Thanks goes to Christina Remacall, and thank you for listening.